With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hard in My Take, the number one podcast on thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. It's Jeremy Brenner here, and today the window has opened, Michael Brown. Man, color me excited, because we've been talking about we're one day closer to basketball. And today the transaction window opens for teams to be able to sign free agents to open roster spots to solidify their run towards the 2020 NBA championship. So I woke up in an absolutely fantastic mood to hop on episode number 28 of Hard My Take with you, good sir. Yes, it's like a mini free agency almost. You know, usually it's been about a year since the previous free agency, so it's like a little, uh, it's an amuse-bouche for the NBA season, I guess you would say. Yeah, the moose-boosh. Yeah, absolutely. A moose-boosh. I did not wake up today thinking I was going to use that phrase, but I've used it before noon. So that's pretty cool. There you go. You never never know when that French is going to come in handy. Um, (laughs) But um, today, 
the transaction window opens for all 30 NBA teams to make roster moves. The Obviously, with the unique circumstances, the NBA is allowing 17 players per roster to, to be a part of the Orlando team. So that means that two-way players can uh, be part of rosters, and it, it changes the game, Mikey B. Yeah, it's this is going to be I know there's a lot, a lot of people skeptical about getting to Orlando and actually playing these games. But if they are able to get to Orlando, which I think they will and they will play these games, I think it's going to be one of the most fascinating seasons in the history of sports. It could be because it because it's so it's never happened before, man. Like you just don't know. You know, you're going to find out, I think, you know, home court advantage no longer means anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the – trying to think of the best way to put it. You know, the atmosphere. The, it's just line them up, lace them up, and go. And the closer I look at this Rockets roster, the more excited I am. And I'm seeing more people talking about the Rockets as a team that nobody in the playoffs wants to see. And I don't blame them because mm-hmm. I think – they have as good a shot as anybody else to win this thing. So if we look at the current state of the Rockets roster, we have 17 players. So the, including uh, the two way players. So, um, you know, you know what the roster looks like. I I think it's, uh, it might be a little bit long to uh, recite out loud, but I guess, I guess I will just to refresh uh, our, our brains a little bit. So in alphabetical order, you have Bruno Cabolo, you have Damari Carroll, Tyson Chandler, Chris Clemens, Robert Covington, Jeff Green, Eric Gordon, James Harden, Isaiah Hartenstein, Daniel House, Ben McLemore, Austin Rivers, Tabo Cephalosha, PJ Tucker, Russell Westbrook, and then the two two-way slots go, uh, belong to Michael Frazier, and William O'Ward. See, you never know when the French would come in, Mike. But there. <laughs> but there's your 17. So if the Rockets wanted to add somebody, then they would have to make a move. So which player, Mike, uh, would you make the argument for someone being, I don't know, in, in jeopardy of losing their roster spot? Thabo Cephalosha. And, and why, why, why Thabo Cephalosha right here? So you look at the rest of the roster that you just talked about, right? So you're starting five as of right now, which I don't think is going to change. Westbrook, Harden, uh, Covington, Tucker, and let's say it's Eric Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. Off the bench, you look at a guy like Daniel House. You have Ben McLemore. You have Jeff Green. And you have Damari Carroll. All of those guys play a similar position to Cephalosha. Mm-hmm. So, Cephalosha, I like what Cephalosha can do. I don't love what he can do offensively. Um, I look at a guy in the playoff run that I think will get a lot more minutes than he got initially is Damari Carroll. Because I think Damari Carroll, the, his body type, I think is going to be really important when you're playing a team if you get to play the Lakers or if you play – against the Clippers, you know, you have to go up against guys like LeBron James. 
You have to go up against guys like Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard. And I like the idea of Damari Carroll guarding those guys versus a guy like Sepalosha. Yeah, I think Damari Carroll and Sepalosha both are, uh, according to my Wikipedia roster here, are exactly six foot six and exactly 215 pounds. So they're literally clones of each other. So I would assume that one of them wouldn't uh, would be just as uh, one of them is expendable because they they both play very similarly. Uh, Tabo's been with the team a little bit longer than Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll's only with the team for just a couple of games before the season uh, came to a pause. So I think that. I think that it's going to, if the Rockets choose to make a move, uh, one of those two players uh, will not be part of the team. And also, you know, uh, we haven't really heard any inklings or rumors or uh, things to lead us to believe that any of these players are not coming to Orlando for uh, whatever reason, whether it be injury, whether it be uh, social justice related, whether it be coronavirus related. So that also, I think, plays a role. So maybe if the Rockets are looking at some of these free agents, maybe it's because one of these guys isn't planning on making this trip to Orlando. Yeah, the the body type is right. But when you look at a guy like Carroll and you look at a guy like Cephalosha, to me, they play two different NBA positions. Damari Carroll is much stockier than Cephalosha is. Cephalosha is more finesse. I think Carroll will get in there and bang with some of the bigger guys that you're going to need him to bang with. They're basically, they're both 35 to 36% three point shooters. Um, but I'm, I'm eyeing two swaps of players that I want to run by you. All right. Run, 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 run them by me, Mike, run them by okay. me. I want, I want to hear what you got. I want to swap out, um, Isaiah Hartenstein. Okay. Thabo Cephalosha for DeMarcus Cousins and Jamal Crawford. Now that would be a, a that would be like maybe the best case scenario. I would assume that DeMarcus Cousins is uh, without a doubt the best free agent left on the market. Um, and I assume that he's going to be signed by some team here in the next couple of days, if probably not, you know, if not today. Um, and Jamar, Jamal Crawford has been the biggest mystery, I think, in terms of, you know, why is he not on an NBA roster? Um, especially considering the fact that um, I, I think now, uh, now that we're in, you know, playoff mode and uh, things along those lines, I think Jamal Crawford uh, also has a decent shot of getting signed. Um, I lean more towards Cousins uh, just because he has played more and he's a better player than a lot of people that have, I mean, obviously, DeMarcus Cousins is better than Isaiah Hartenstein, but I, I don't know, like, I, I just don't see the Rockets going for DeMarcus Cousins um, just because I, I don't think that, I think the Rockets are very happy with their philosophy and how they're playing these games, and I think DeMarcus Cousins is not the kind of player that fits into a system like this. Two reasons why you signed DeMarcus Cousins. Number one, if he's healthy, he's the best free agent available, and it's not even close. The second reason is because you don't want somebody else to sign him. If, true. Yeah, that, that is a very good point. Uh, someone's addition is another team's uh, subtraction. 
So that's when a very you, good point. Yeah, when you get a guy, and you talk about a guy like Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford, I saw something this week from some Los Angeles Lakers sideline clown reporter that said Alex Caruso is better than Lou Williams. Okay, that guy needs to be <laughs> let go immediately. Um, but what do guys like Jamal Crawford and Lou Williams, I like to call them hired assassins when it comes to the NBA. You literally just go get those guys to go get points. That's all you, that's all you need them to do. And Jamal Crawford is a professional bucket getter. Okay, that I'm CC or I'm, uh, what is it called? Copywriting that phrase. Bucket getter for Jamal Crawford. He's a guy, he's instant offense. And my emotional psyche was destroyed this week when I found out that the Rockets cannot re-sign Gerald Green because uh, you can't re-sign a guy in the same year right. that you trade him. Um, right. So the future mayor of Houston is going to have to wait a year before he comes back home. Um, which he can't is, be re-elected just that quickly. <laughs> yeah. No, he will be, uh, no doubt. Uh, but it leaves a void if you look at the bench. Because if you start Gordon instant offense-wise on this roster, what are you getting off of the bench? Austin Rivers, I love Austin Rivers, and I hope we get to keep him. But he's not instant offense. I love Daniel House. Daniel House is not instant offense. You know? Mm -hmm. Jamal Crawford is that espresso shot in the morning. Like, you take it, and you're off, and you're going. You know, because he he's going to get you some points, right? So I don't think DeMarcus Cousins, do I think we get him? I don't think so, because unfortunately, I think he's going to sign with the Clippers. Um, just because he's familiar with the L.A. area, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if they go out and get him. But Jamal Crawford, I think, is obtainable. I think if, if you show any sort of interest in him, he would come here. The other guy that I'm keeping my eye on and I want your opinion on is uh, J.R. Smith. To me, like, J.R. Smith, just honestly, sometimes the best move is no move at all. And to me, I think the Rockets should really look into keeping this team as it is. And wow. not because not because there's no room for improvement, because there is. But there's not a guy on the, like, other than DeMarcus Cousins, which would be an upgrade over Isaiah Hartenstein, I really don't see any other player that would be an upgrade over what we have now. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I really think that the Rockets are in uh, a decent spot right now. The other than, other than DeMarcus Cousins, Jamal Crawford, Isaiah Thomas, the... The free agents don't wow me. Like, I'm not, like, there's no, like, to me, there's no correct answer in, in who should be uh, able to sign. And the thing is about Jamal Crawford is, Jamal Crawford definitely wants to play. But I feel like at this point, like, I feel like I could see Jamal Crawford getting an offer and um, it maybe it not happening. I, I don't know. I just, I think he needs the right fit. Um, and I think he's in, look, Jamal Crawford is very unselfish and like he's, he went to go play for Phoenix last year for crying out loud. So he'll play for anybody. Um, but I guess now that I'm talking myself into it, I think Jamal Crawford would sign, um, if, if a team offered him. Um, the thing is, is a team that is in playoff contention going to sign someone who's 40 years old and hasn't played an NBA game in over a year. Um, 
I, I mean, I think there will be. I think he's definitely going to have offers. It's going to be a question of if he wants to come back. But What team makes sense for you, for, for Jamal Crawford? What team makes sense? Oh, I'm, I think any contender. I mean, look at a team like Milwaukee. Give me, give me three teams that make sense for. Milwaukee, I think it okay. makes sense for, you know, to bring a guy. Now, they have Kyle Korver, but Jamal Crawford is That's just exactly not, but, but he's a guy that you, you're not going to give major minutes to. But it's a if he wants to stay in the league and he wants to be at the end of the bench and if they need him in a pinch, he comes in. I think a team like um, I think a team like the Lakers make a lot of sense. You know, look at their bench. Their guard play I think is good, but it's not great. You know, in an, in a playoff game, you th- who would you rather have on the court, Alex Caruso or Jamal Crawford? I would rather have Alex Caruso. Honestly, I still think that Alex Caruso. Even though he's not better than uh, Lou Williams, is better than forty-year-old Jamal Crawford who hasn't played a game in a year. Okay, um, another team that Jamal Crawford makes sense for is the Houston Rockets. <laughs> I mean, but but who would would you take Jamal Crawford uh, in to replace? Like, who's who's he better than? If Jamal Crawford comes in to the Rockets, who do you take out? Because the Rockets have to uh, send someone adrift, and it can't be one of the two-way guys. Cephalosha. You think would you rather you'd rather have Jamal Crawford scoring than Tabo Cephalosha's defense? Yes, because I don't agree with that. Well, but if you but okay, but you're I'm supplementing. You get rid of Cephalosha and you give Damari Carroll and Jeff Green the minutes that you were going to give Cephalosha, and then you have a guy like Crawford available in a pinch. If Harden's shooting is off one night and you bring in Jamal Crawford with the second brigade, if you will. He's a guy that on a given night can give you 12, you know, 9 to 12, 13, 14 points. So if you already have guys to replace a guy like Cephalosha, which the Rockets do, then a guy like Jamal Crawford makes sense. But I want to make a case not necessarily for Jamal Crawford, but J.R. Smith. You're going to talk about a guy available that has played in some huge games and made some big shots. And a guy who's a 37% career three-point shooter so a guy like him who has good size he's 6'6 so if you get rid of cephalosha and you bring in jr smith which i think makes more sense jr smith is only what is he 34 he's 34 years old so he's seven years younger than jamal crawford he's played in a ton of big games 37 percent from the from the three-point line and i think he's just crazy enough to be a good fit for the Rockets. The Rockets already have some guys that can lose it at any time on anybody. In Russell Westbrook, uh, Damari Carroll, I think, would, would throw down with anybody, and I think P.J. Tucker would throw down with anybody at any time. You need a guy like a Jared Smith who has a little bit of you never know what you're going to get with him because you're missing that without Gerald Green. Gerald Green was that guy for the Rockets, and they're going to miss him during these playoffs. And a replacement for Gerald Green is J.R. Smith. I don't – I mean, I think J.R. Smith also has a good chance to get signed. I just don't know if it's Houston. Like, to me, I'm, I'm very comfortable. Like, he, here's my thing. If the Rockets sign somebody – like, look, there's a rumor out there from uh, Jonathan Fagan from – Houston Chronicle reported this uh, over the weekend. He said the Rockets are interested in Tyler Johnson. So 
to me, that makes me think that they are looking for guards, which I guess if you're looking for a guard, Tyler Johnson, J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford, Iman Shumpert make a little more sense. Like, to me, I feel like if you go for a guy, why not go for a guy that knows D'Antoni well? Why not go for a guy that uh, has played in the system before? Like, to me, that's why Iman Shumpert makes a lot of sense for Houston because he's played for D'Antoni. He knows a lot of the guys that played just because he was on the team, you know, for the playoff run last year. I think that Iman Shumpert, and look, if you're looking at Iman Shumpert versus J.R. Smith, I think it's a pretty even race. And the fact that Iman Shumpert uh, knows the Rocket system, uh, has chemistry with the Rockets, uh, puts him ahead for me over J.R. Smith. So, I mean, if you're looking for a guard, Tyler Johnson makes a lot of sense because he's a good three-point shooter. J.R. Smith makes good sense because he's a three-point shooter. But Amon Shumpert's a good three-point shooter, and he's better defensively, I'd say, than J.R. Smith and Tyler Johnson. And he knows the system. So if if the Rockets are going to go guard, that's where I would go uh, is is Shumpert. Three-point percentage for Shumpert. I mean, he's a 34% three-point shooter. I like the connection that he has to the team already. But you're also talking about a guy in Cephalosha that this year is averaging two points and two rebounds a game. So Mm -hmm. while he is a a good defensive player, because I think he is, I mean, you're talking about a guy who doesn't score very much on a team as of right now that's rated sixth in the West. Now, eight games left, there's a lot of things that can happen. But I think if they're going to make a deep run at this thing, You have to take some swings for the fences. Tyler Johnson does absolutely nothing for me. That that move makes zero sense to me. Because where are you going to play him? Yeah. I mean, mean, you have Austin Rivers. You have James Harden. You have Russell Westbrook. You have Eric Gordon. There's four guards already. I mean, so now not only do you have to cut somebody, but you're going to cut somebody to bring in Tyler Johnson? The thing is, like, why cut any of these players? Like, I, I feel like, to me, there's no real, like, reason to cut any of the players that are currently on the team, unless they're not coming to Orlando. No, there's a reason to cut somebody. If you get a DeMarcus Cousins to say, I will come That's play. The only exception of the rule. Only exception of the rule, right there. I don't, I, no, but I, I think, I, I'm huge. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the ability to bring in a guy Cephalosha is the one to replace. He's, he's replaceable. Because if I ask you, who would you rather have you know, da- you know, up to with four minutes left in the game, would you rather have Cephalosha or Jeff Green on the court? It, I'd rather have Jeff Green. Okay. But also, Mike, in, in these playoff games, you're only going to see nine guys in, at, at the most enter a game. So... I just like you're 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 gonna get guys that at the end of the day are just there to fill out the bench. But so, you're all only to wear eight. masks and sit on the bench. Like to me, there's no real like reason. But there's but you're an injury away from needing one of these guys, and that's why you want to have eight guys. You have you have seventeen players. You have you're, you're for playing nine guys. You have eight players that can fill in at any moment. And these players have been training with the Rockets, been with the program, 
you know, they made moves at the buyout market, you know, to improve this team as it is. And you're, I don't know, to me, it would be a good sign of faith from my GM if I'm a team like the Rockets where, you know, a guy like Daryl Morey who doesn't, because this is a very unique situation because this is, you know, when the buyout market closed, it's like, okay, that's it. Like, you can't, there's absolutely no other players you can go out and get. But if you, but now it's like, oh, psych, here's another, you know, stretch where you can sign players. I think it's a huge sign of, uh, you know, good faith. And it's a good sign that the, that the GM believes in your team if you keep the team as is. Now, that's also a very bold move, and it's very unlike Daryl Morey to make that kind of move because Daryl Morey uh, likes to, you know, wheel and deal and, and look for any way possible to make sure that this team is as good as it possibly can be. So, look, I think the chances of a move being made are probably about 60%. Like, I don't, I think there's a decent shot that. Daryl Morey decides to keep the team as is because he just doesn't feel like there's an upgrade on the market that makes sense for his team. But Daryl Morey's always looking to upgrade the team. So, and and he'll find a way to do it, I think. It's just going to cost him a little bit because he's got to cut one of his players. And I think that if a player is going to get cut, though, it's going to be a guy that doesn't have guaranteed money for next year. Um, and a guy like that, the one that makes sense to me, is, is Tabo. Um, and that's unfortunate because I really, uh, you know, I've wanted Tabo to sign with the Rockets ever since Harden came. And it took him this long to finally get here. And he, you know, was here for a little bit. Um, but here's, okay, so this is something that I want to uh, throw out um, that I don't think a lot of people have really thought about. Why not go out and get a former Rocket that, you know, so many people have been overlooking, I feel. I think but I know where you're going with this. Too. Why not sign Luke Bamute and replace him with Tabo? Because I feel like they, they play the same position. You know, the Rockets really wanted to keep Ellen Mann, and they really did when he left for uh, after the 2018 season, and they just, they just couldn't find a way to keep him. Um, but now, you know, ever since he left Houston, he's had a really bad uh, injury fortunes. And to me, that might be the – like, that would make a lot of sense to me uh, is if they went out and they got Luke Bamute. Uh, just because, you know, he hasn't – you know, ever since he left Houston, he's only played four games to the Clippers. And that was all last season. And now he's – you know, he was injured. He hasn't played a game basically – since the 23rd of October of 2018. So it'll be nearly two years since he's played a game in the NBA. Uh, I guess, you know, you question if he's uh, healthy or not. Um, he's 33. That's still, you know, that's still, I think, to me, worth it. Um, he's he's very similar to Tabo Cephalosha. I would consider that to be an upgrade, though. Would you agree? If he's healthy. Uh, he's not on any team's radar right now so uh, i i'm just i'm not a big cephalosha guy so yeah i would probably say so uh bomute is an intriguing name um 
of the guys that are available. So I'm with you there. If you're also looking at a guy like Tyler Johnson, you know who I would look at and, and another former Rocket that's in the G League right now is Isaiah Cannon. Mm. Interesting. He's, he's small. I mean, he's six foot. He's hitting a ridiculous 41.5% from the three this year. You want to talk about a guy who's instant offense? That's Isaiah Cannon. So if you're looking at a guy like Tyler Johnson, who I think is whatever. I mean, I'm not making, I'm not cutting Cephalosha for Tyler Johnson. I, I wouldn't do that. Um, Cephalosha for Isaiah Cannon. I would think about it. It's just another intriguing name if they're looking at guards. Another interesting name that's out there is, uh, is Alan Crabb. I don't know what you think about Alan Crabb, but you want to talk about a guy with decent size. And the Rockets have a history of guys maybe not necessarily working out in their previous home, i.e. Ben McLemore. But mm-hmm. you want to talk about a guy like Alan Crabb coming here. And, I mean, he's a sharpshooter from the outside. So... You know, that's an interesting name to look at uh, as well. Mm-hmm. One name that the Rockets could let go that I know I think they like him a lot is Bruno Caboco. I don't think they will, but him no. is. No, don't release Bruno. I really like Bruno. I, I don't blame you, but I'm just, I really like Bruno. And, and that's a very unpopular opinion. And I know he hasn't played a lot for the Rockets, but I'm telling you right now. Bruno Cabolo makes so much sense for the Rocket system. He has been training in Houston more than anybody, according to sources. He's Because he's been living in Houston, he's been able to go to the facility. And he's getting stronger. And I feel like once he adds that muscle, that then he's going to become the, the player that uh, he was projected to be when he was drafted, you know, all those years ago. Would you and, call him Cousins? What I what I what? Which you cut him if it meant getting No, Marcus. so here's so here's my thing. If they go for a big Hartenstein's getting cut. Because Hartenstein's contract and I, I'm I'm sure this has changed, but maybe it hasn't. Uh but I'm reading a Bema Thug tweet from March, because I've been ever since I mentioned Luke Bamute, I was I've been like searching as much as I can from him. And it turns out Luke Bamute went in for a workout in March for the Rockets. So, like, he's been on their radar. Uh, and I'm not – I can't recall if it was in the um, – I can't recall if that was during the time that Damari Carroll and Jeff Green were on their radar as well. Um, and they ultimately decided to go with them. Um, so, okay, Carroll was signed by the Rockets on February 21st. Jeff Green was probably signed around that time as well. And Luke Bamute came in for a workout in March. So to me, yeah, so February was when Jeff Green joined and Mark Carroll. March was when they signed Luke ba- uh, when they brought Luke Bamute in for a workout. So he's definitely on the radar. And this Bemathug tweet that's in this same article um, that was written on Rockets Wire by Ben Dubos. Um, it says that the Rockets uh, have to guarantee Hartenstein's salary if, it, if he's not waived by the 29th of June, which is during this period. Now, I don't know if that's changed because of 
the season being, you know, in flux. Uh, but Hartenstein, basically, the Rockets need to guarantee Hartenstein if they really want to keep them. And to me, look, you're going to sign guys for the rest of the season. But, look, you're not going to get a guy that you're going to hope for next year. Like, like this is you're, if you're signing a guy, if you're the Rockets and you're signing a guy, you're signing a guy to go all in for this season, for this Orlando bubble season. Yeah. Now, the eight teams that are outside of the bubble, they might be trying to make moves for, for next year. But for me, if, if this is the case, if you have to get rid of a big, maybe, Hart, maybe Hartenstein is the person that gets cut. Maybe even if you go for a guard, because, you I mean, it's not like Hartenstein was going to get minutes, you know, in the playoffs anyway. Uh, I hate to say it. Uh, I think Tyson Chandler would have gotten, uh, or is going to get the minutes uh, in the front court, in the back, in the in the second brigade or whatever. Or if the Rockets need to have a big man on the court, I would much rather trust Tyson Chandler, who's been to NBA Finals and Olympics and all of that, than Isaiah Hartenstein, who's barely played in the NBA and. You know, it, it's frustrating because the Rockets have had this pattern with uh, centers. Like, for instance, uh, Joe Chi, they had the they had the thing with him. Uh, I feel like, and, and this dates back to guys like Tarek Black, like that that they really liked, um, and they just couldn't find the timing uh, to keep them. And Isaiah Hartenstein is kind of falling into those same uh, into that same trap. Um, I'm not sure if this is – I might have to send a DM to Beamathug after this podcast because I do want to know uh, if he knows anything about Hartenstein uh, and his uh, guaranteeing of his salary and if that by, July, uh, by June 29th is still a thing. Because if it is, I could very easily see um, – I could very easily see Hartenstein getting cut because that gives the Rockets a lot more flexibility for next season um, if, if that's the case. I liked I liked what I saw from Hardenstein. Um, I, I understand your your optimism on a guy like Bruno. I, I do. It's it's a question of you have to look at your roster and you have to say it when you get to playing teams like the Clippers and the Lakers. You have Tyson Chandler. You're gonna need at least two bigs on your roster. You have to have two centers. And that's why, if you're the Houston Rockets, I like Bob Mute. I love the idea of bringing him back. Um, so the realistic moves for me that I want to zero in on is Cephalosha for Bob Mute and one of your bigs for Cousins. What and about I'm- Hartenstein for uh, Bob Mute? Oh, yeah, like that man. makes sense, too. Yeah. Ugh. Because here's yeah, the thing: it leaves the you Rockets st- have the Rockets have, but it leaves um, you thin. Like, if you give up Hartenstein without getting a big, you're basically. I mean, if, if Bamute plays the five, uh, Bruno Cabolo plays the five. Bruno Cabolo's arms are look. Bruno Cabolo, he. But you just said you didn't want to. You didn't want to trust a guy that hasn't played in the playoffs. So. That's what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm saying this is for depth. This is simple, strictly for depth. And look, the Rockets are not going to get a guy. I think very few, like, 
I would be shocked if any player that is signed during this week-long transaction window starts a game in the playoffs, unless it's some kind of injury-related reason. Like, you're not going to go out and get guys that are going to play 30 minutes for you in game four, game five of a playoff series. Those are guys you already have because those are the guys that already got you here. You're going to try to get guys. This is very similar to the buyout market. This is basically the buyout market 2.0. And what you have to do is you have to look at the small details in your team and how you can possibly improve them. And by signing Luke Mute. You get better defensively on the wing, and you solidify, and by sending Isaiah Hartenstein out, because I think Isaiah Hartenstein, the thing that's hurting him the most is the fact that he plays for the Rockets. I hate to say it, but he's a seven-footer on the Rockets, and that is a rare breed as it is, and I mean... I just, to me, Bruno Cabolo makes a lot more sense because he fits the system better than Hartenstein does. Hartenstein can't shoot threes. Bruno can shoot threes. Bruno can go up and down the court a lot easier than um, Hartenstein. I trust Bruno Cabolo to switch on defense better than I do Isaiah Hartenstein. I feel like Isaiah Hartenstein can really only defend bigs, whereas Bruno, I feel like he can, um, I feel like he can defend multiple positions. So that, to me, is why I'm higher on Bruno than I am on Hartenstein. And it's unfortunate because I really do like Hartenstein. But I just, to me, the Rockets are so into this philosophy that if anything they're going to do in this second buyout market, they're going to double down on it, just like they did in the first one when they got Damari Carroll and, uh, and Jeff Green. But, do you, but we talked about it before. I mean, yeah, Bruno has upside. There's no doubt in my mind. But we're also talking about a guy who's averaging four points and two rebounds a game in his career, and he's never played more than 40 games in a season. So I'm talking about if there's a guy that can pull off a DeMarcus Cousins signing, because let's be honest, if DeMarcus Cousins was healthy and if Gerald Green was healthy, they wouldn't be on the buyout market. Those are the two guys that I look at that – or and they can, Rockets can't get one of them. They can get another one, and I would strictly sign Cousins just so nobody else does, because there's risk there for sure. But the upside is enormous. You know, like if you get a guy that you can bring in, that's why I'm not getting rid of Hartenstein, because in a pinch you would need him against Denver. Like yeah, you're gonna play PJ Tucker and Covington against Jokic. But there's going to be some times that if those guys get into foul trouble, they're going to have to go to Chandler or Hardenstein. And Hardenstein at least showed that he's capable of playing in an NBA game. I'm not getting rid of him to sign Bob Mute that hasn't played basically the last two seasons. So gun to my head, I'm not getting rid of Hardenstein for Bob Mute. I would do it for Cephalosha in a heartbeat. I would do that deal because I think that you are better on your roster. You get rid of Bob Mute or get rid of Hartenstein for Bob Mute, you might be better, but you're putting yourself in a heck of a spot if you have to go up against legitimate bigs in the playoffs, which you're going to see at one point or another. Yeah. All right, Mike, let's let's play a game. Okay. Let's play a game. It's a rapid fire game. Yes. I'm gonna throw you a team and you tell and I'm gonna throw you teams that have an open roster spot according to 
hoops rumors, and I believe this uh, count is updated. I hope it, it was updated on March sixteenth, two thousand twenty. So that was uh, right after the pandemic. So um, right after the end of the season. So th- these rosters are updated. So I'm going to give you uh, playoff teams that have open roster spots and give me a, a guy that makes sense for them. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Denver. Okay, how many teams were we talking about? Denver? Just Denver for right now. Oh, man. Um, guys that fit rapid fire. J.R. Smith back in Denver. I was thinking that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Iman Shumpert. Okay. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Jamal Crawford. All right. Uh, OKC. OKC is in a weird spot because they have um, they have Lugans Dort who has started a lot of games for them, but it's also a two way player. They're going to need to convert his two way contract. I think they I think they use the open roster spot to sign him, and then they get another two way player, maybe like a Markel Brown, former Rocket, who uh, is currently in their G League system. Some guy like that makes sense for them. So. To yeah, me, I think they get they go with Dort. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean that way. I could also see them maybe signing a guy like Trey Burke. Yeah. All right, um, Sacramento. Oh God, um, that has J.R. Smith written all over it. <laughs> Portland. They've already cut Alan Crabb, or did they trade Alan Crabb? They traded Alan Crabb like years ago. They traded Alan Crabb. Alan Crabb could make a a reunion with them now that they don't have to pay him a ton of money, and he's familiar with Terry Stock, so I'll probably say Alan Crabb. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're going to move from teams to players, and we're going to give ultimate predictions. So okay. I'm going to give you a player, and you're going to tell me where you think gut what does your gut tell you about where they're going to be uh, in Orlando? Which team are they going to play for? So are you ready? I'm born ready. All right. DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, man. I thought you were ready. <laughs> I am ready. Um, I'm trying to run down the teams. Uh, if he's healthy, he's going back to the Lakers. He, I don't think he can go back to the Lakers. Oh, because they cut him. Because they cut him. I'll say the Clippers. Ooh, now that would be interesting. But yeah. the, the Clippers did bring back Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but I'm one of the Wizards. I, I do. I, there's there is the rumor out there. It does make a lot of sense if Demarcus Cousins. I mean, the only only well, way I could see him doing that is if a team like uh, Boston decides they want a shot at him. The team that has uh, a legit shot at at making it to the end. Uh, but other than that, I think I think he makes a lot of sense in Washington because jo- John Wall's been wanting him there for so long. Yeah, Washington's a really really good spot, uh, and the, that the Clippers signed uh, the Morris, one of the Morris brothers, and Noah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a Tyler really- Johnson. Oh God! Um, unfortunately, I think he ends up with the Rockets, uh, and I'm not excited about it at all. But ultimately. Right. I think there's yeah. enough smoke there that there's going to be some fire. So I'm going to go with Dallas. Uh, he just seems like a Dallas Maverick to me. I don't know. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. 
Nowhere. I don't think anybody touches him. Interesting. Uh, uh, I could see him going to the Lakers. I could see that happening. If they yeah. really wore the Clippers. Uh, but the Clippers did get Reggie Jackson, so. But with, with, who did you say was going to the Mavericks? Sorry. Tyler Johnson. I mean, they have J.J. Barea and they have Jalen Brunson already. So, I don't, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't like Tyler Johnson, so yeah, put him with, put him with Dallas. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick Young. Nick yeah, Swaggy. Swaggy, we Swaggy P. Where's Swaggy P? We haven't talked about Swaggy P. Uh, I would love him here. Um, Swaggy P. I think he goes to Denver. I think Denver also makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah, I could see him going to Portland. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, I already put somebody in Portland. I'll put him in. I'll put him in Philadelphia. Ooh, re- reunion in Philadelphia. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, Jamal Crawford, does he sign? Memphis. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. That would, be, that would, that would make a lot of sense, I think. Um, all right. Um, I guess we'll do one final one. Michael Beasley. Now, Michael Beasley, we haven't talked about this yet. Michael Beasley has been training with Slim Jim. And for those of you who don't know who Slim Jim is, it is the star of the Houston Rockets, James Harden. So he's been getting slim with Slim Jim. So could, not, no. could Michael Beasley be making a return home to Houston? God, I hope not. Um, I'm going to say he's going to Miami. See, yeah, I mean, Miami makes sense. But I don't know. Like, if, if, if Michael Beasley signs in Houston, I will be the least shocked person. In all of Red Nation. Because so who'd you I, cut? Who'd you cut? Sabo. Are you? Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what we haven't talked about yet? Where's Josh Smith going to end up? Somebody call Josh Smith. See where he's at. You should call him up. Just, if I, just, no, you, should, you should pretend you're Daryl Morey. And you should say, hey, Smooth. Come home, man. Yeah. Uh, Michael Beasley. You know where Michael Beasley is actually a pretty good fit is Indiana. Ooh, yes. I like that. I like, I would like him with, you got Oladipo, you have uh, Donatus, you have TJ. Yeah, I mean, they have TJ Warren. TJ Warren's having a really good year, by the way. Um, But he would give them an interesting guy coming off of the bench. So I would like Beasley in Indiana. Yeah. And I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship. But thank you, Mike. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I'm surprised we talked about – I thought we were only going to talk a little bit about rockets. But this this conversation we've had has kind of opened my mind to thinking that there's a lot of layers to this, a lot more layers than I expected. So um, thank you for that. Um, and we want this conversation to continue. So uh, please be sure to – Follow us at Dreamshake SBN on Twitter and give us a like on Facebook and comment on uh, the tweets and the Facebook posts we sent out uh, to continue the conversation uh, that Mike and I have started here. Uh, these next seven days should be uh, a, a treat. And moose bouche is what we called it earlier. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. Uh, finalize this roster before they head off to the greatest place on Earth, Disney World or the place, the basketball bubble, 
Uh, can't wait to see what happens. Every day that goes by is a day closer to bubble ball, Michael Brown. Absolutely. Can't wait. And please, uh, please reveal uh, or drop your Twitter handle down uh, so people can follow you and tweet at you. Uh, you can follow me at UH Big Red Hat Guy. And you can follow me at Jeremy Brenner. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Please be sure to check us out at our personal Twitters, our DreamShake Twitter, and of course, thedreamshake.com. Home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We'll be having a lot of content throughout the week as the final transactions unfold as we go uh, into Orlando. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in this episode of Harden My Take. And until next time, go Rockets.